Something happened. I don't know what Serious? happened. Serious? Um, <laughs> not mad again. That's what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of want to hear from uh, um, when you had that accident and then uh, oh. that snake thing and then you got out of body or something like that. Okay, cool, yeah. So, yeah, when I was about 12, 13, it was in between going from middle school to upper school. I went swimming with my brothers at the local pool and um, they were in the shallow end to play fighting and whatnot. I was in sort of like mid-range to the pool, not quite in the deep end, and, but I was floating on my back. I just learned how to float on my back pretty much effortlessly. And I felt really relaxed. My ears were just under the surface of the water and I could hear all the commotion of the pool. It sounded like a choir of echoes in a way. I was very, very relaxed. And uh, I got this sort of sensation at the base of my spine. Almost felt like two snakes intertwining up my vertebrae of my spine, up to the back of my neck. When they got there, I sort of got this rushing feeling and almost like I was being pulled from the center of my head out into the pool area. I was looking down at myself, floating in the uh, water. And uh, around this sort of outside edge of my view is all sort of fractured colors, like a cloud of color. Um, and as soon as I twigged what was happening, I could see myself in the pool. I sort of had a jolt. You know, like sometimes when you're just drifting off to sleep, your body jolts and you wake back up in your body. But that's what happened. I woke back up in my body in the pool. But I had a full-on body cramp. Um, I get cramped quite often, but this was all over. I just sunk like a ton of bricks. And as I was under the water of the pool, I just had the feeling or a voice inside my head say, it's okay to just breathe in the water. So I did. And um, then I sort of blacked out. And there was a pinpoint of like white light, which I was heading towards, almost like the tunnel of light type thing that you hear people talk about. And after that, there was like a, a sea of colour that I was in. Um, but a lot of this I didn't actually recall until fair on after the actual experience. I remember that much, but that was it. And next thing I'm on the side of the pool and the pool attendants over me, sort of looking down on me, trying to resuscitate me or whatever. But I just spat a load of water out. And I wanted to get back into the pool and start chilling out with my brothers. In fact, they had never, they didn't even come over to the side of the pool to see if I was okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, I just sort of paddled with my feet in the water for a while. And she said, okay, you're okay. You can get back in if you want. And I got back in with my brothers and started playing. And yeah, shortly after that, I started having sort of like really bad night terrors, dreams that I didn't feel were my own. And they're really disturbing dreams. But alongside that, I was also getting bouts of sleep paralysis. And during the sleep paralysis, I'd see shadowy figures in my room. There was a one time where I woke and there was like a small, like fairy tale witch, if you like, in the corner of my room. So like a huddled over, but she had like the green face paint on the whole lot. Now my brothers had some of those masks. I thought they were just messing me about. But... Anyways, please continue from the, the witch she saw. Yeah, so it, her shadow came away from the wall and it came towards me. Um, which was one of the tall, slim ones. But it wasn't sort of twisting and turning like um, they normally do. And there was one of the smaller ones that was cr crawling up onto the edge of my bed. So I just sort of just closed my eyes as tight as I could and just hoped they would go away. And I, I could still hear clicking and static in my ears and breathing and things. I just dared not open my eyes. You know, I was still quite young at this stage. It was early teen. And, yeah, it was petrifying, to, to be honest. Um but the Hatman experience, if you want me to move on to that, um, I mean, I'd seen a few different shadow entities. And yeah, they were terrifying, but they never actually terrified me to the point where I felt that my life was at risk or anything like that. However, when I saw the Hatman, I used to always shut the door of my bedroom. Uh, and I woke up 
staring directly at the doorway and you could see the blue hue in the doorway of like um, the light, the night light coming through from like, the bathroom window or whatever. But standing in the doorway, pretty much filling the doorway, you know, doorways are like seven feet high. Its hat was just maybe an inch or two from the top of the door. And you could see the light from around him. And I felt terrified, like more so than anything else I can describe. It's almost like being put on a ledge of like a 10 story building and being hung over it. Like you're looking into oblivion. Um, it was a horrible feeling. My whole stomach went over. I felt sick. And this was the first time that a shadow entity said my name, said Steve, in a way that almost made me feel like I needed to follow. It was quite a flat tone. There was no emotion to it. Quite disturbing. And after it said that, the shadow entity just sort of just slid from view, almost like it was being drugged along. It didn't look like it was walking. Um, there was no sort of limb movement. I mean, it was wearing a, like a giant jacket, or that's how it looked. It looked like The Undertaker from wrestling, like WWF back in the day, if you ever saw it back then. Um, very, very weird, very disturbing. And I told my brother about it um, a couple of days later. He said, when, when did that happen to you? I said, oh, two nights ago. And he was like, well, that happened to me last week. I saw exactly the same thing in my house. Um, and that that's just maybe felt a bit weird but he said that when he saw the shadow this uh, hat man it had uh, the red eyes I, I didn't see any red eyes when, when I saw it um, but he said that he felt exactly the same way like he actually felt that his life was at risk like he was about to die like his heart was about to explode and that's exactly how I felt which is pretty weird pretty strange um, but after that any shadow entities that came to visit I was kind of intrigued by them so I would keep my eyes open I'd actually watch them and see what they did. And then I had a shadow entity come round, like one that comes in bursts and spins. And it had a pebble in its hand, and on the pebble was a symbol, like a triangle with the tops crossed over. Um, I use it on the front cover of the book that I've done. But it sort of forced this pebble into my mouth and forced me to swallow it. And I feel that that somehow has put some sort of knowledge into me that perhaps I'm slowly unlocking. And it seems to be every 10 years or so, something else seems to happen. Like I drowned when I was 12, 13, when I was about 20, 23, is when I, I saw the hat man and I, I saw this other entity as well. This, what I would describe as almost angelic. Um, people have said that it's Pazuzu or that we're wind demon, but I don't know. I've, I've looked at other references. It could be a whole host of different deities, I don't know. But is that everything or do you want me to go over some other aspects or um i have some questions on the side um let me let me just check them um um i'm kind of interested in um because in your book you describe the different shadow beings you saw so can you describe each one the different types of shadow beings there are and the ones that you've seen okay so the ones i've seen i've seen the hag i've only seen that once that small sort of fairy tale witch um she was in black huddled over and just sort of like looking from the side angle, so I saw the sort of side of her face. Um, I wouldn't say that I could, I could see the whites of her eyes, she didn't have red eyes. Um, yeah, fairy tale witch, um, the hag, quite small, I'd say maybe about four foot, if that. Then there's these small, smaller ones that I call the greys because they look like the typical grey that you see on TV when people are depicting aliens, they've got the larger heads. Um, some people say they've got big eyes, I, I've never seen eyes on them. Um, the only shadow entity that I've seen eyes on is the hag. Um, they're just black silhouettes to myself. Uh, they seem to crawl up onto the bed or they can already be sitting on me. Um, usually come with clicks or 
noises that sound like crickets or toads and it's usually right in your ear or it sounds like it's in your pillow behind your head or in the back of your skull um, then I've seen the hat man which driving in the doorway which gave me a real sense of foreboding like I was about to die and that one is probably the most terrifying then there's the tall thin ones that sort of spin in bursts and um, almost like they're dancing around the room and sometimes it's hard to see where their, their limbs actually are they're quite long and dangly um, sometimes if I wake up and I've got sleep paralysis and it's jet black it's usually because one of them has actually got its hand over my eyes um, it moves it away slowly then you, you make out that it's a hand um, which is a little bit <laughs> yeah a little bit scary um, but I got quite used to that and I'm like okay I know what's going on um, then there's one that I saw in my back garden which I really don't know whether it's a shadow person I mean normally when you see shadow people you get sleep paralysis and it's usually when you're in a, 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 a state between being awake and being asleep now I was doing the washing up and I just happened to look up into my garden and there was this uh, figure in the corner of the garden looked quite wispy, quite translucent where usually the shadow people are as black as the pupil of your eye this thing was, I could see through it and it had like tentacles, quite lots of limbs two legs but lots and lots of arms uh, I can't, can't tell you just how many as it moved them it was almost like on a hot day where you see a heat wave it's like a blurry effect and then it sort of went into the fence almost like how you see an octopus go through a small opening it sort of just dragged itself through and disappeared out of you. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's all the ones I've seen. Then there's also shadow creatures, which I normally see out of the peripheral view of your eye. And as soon as you go to focus on them, they're gone. And again, they're quite wispy, like little spidery things. Um, I think I've seen one of those before, but what's what do you think the difference is? And just, just this is just your opinion. What do you think the difference is between those wispy ones where you look, you think you see it and they're gone, and how the hat man is just going to be right in front of you and just standing there? I feel that there's different levels to, well, I guess their society, if you like, and there's some that you can see out of the peripheral view even while you're awake, and there's others that you see only when your subconscious is awake, but you're quite not. Um, I believe that there's a different realm offset to our own, in the Bible, they call it the land of Nod. And and they say, oh, I'm nodding off. You're entering into the land of Nod. And that's where that term comes from, or I feel that it comes from. Whereas the others that you see out your peripheral view, um, perhaps your subconscious is sort of seeing them. I did hear a case of a guy in Germany that could see these things out of the peripheral view of his eyes. And he learned not to look at them and not to focus on them, continue to watch them out of his peripheral range. He was seeing giant squid-type creatures in the sky and other beings, and it sent him slightly crazy. He ended up going into a mental asylum. But this was going back about maybe six years ago on the net, and when I try looking him up now, I can't find a trace of the guy. So I don't know what happened there. Wow. I've heard of those big squid ones, and some people see them on top of buildings, and they look, and they're gone. That's, that's, that's trippy. I've never seen one of those myself. And I've not seen eyes on the shadow people apart from that hag, and the hag I've only seen once as well. Um, does she have hair too? Uh, she had a big pointed hat, and um, it was hard to tell where the pointed hat sort of ended and her cloak started. I mean, it was very dark around her, um, so I couldn't see whether she had hair. But yeah. 
all I can see was the green of her face, whites of her eyes, and the outline of her, her shape. Do you think uh, she could possibly be either a witch or someone astral projecting into your room? I really don't know what it was about. I, myself, I think that when I drowned, um, perhaps I saw more than I should or I came back with something attached to me. It's like a, after the drowning experience and a little bit later on in life, I started doing meditation and I tried to get back to that stage or get back to that event to try and find out what happened. And after that tunnel of light and then the fractal of color, what I found is I was inside the fractal of color. And as I went closer to individual areas of color, they turned into people with memory and experiences. And I went into those experiences and I could see pockets of what was happening. It was like I was everybody and everything all at once. And I had 360 degree view, almost like I was an observer of some kind. So when people refer to God as an all seeing eye, that's kind of how I felt like it was being an all round 360 view that could go into anybody at any time. And I felt interconnected to everything and everyone very surreal sort of experience. I've tried looking for people that have had similar experiences and I've found a few. Very interesting. It's very interesting. Um, when you, um, when did you start um, either opening your third eye or astral projecting and what beings did you see when you would do that and how does that realm look like? Oh, okay. So the astral realm and, and going into that, I mean, it takes deep meditation. And I used to have to build myself up to it before I had a decent astral experience. Um, now, the astral world for myself, um, the first time that I came out of my body, I was just in my bedroom and I could see myself laying on my bed. And the walls and the doors, well, they, they sort of, almost like The Matrix, the film The Matrix, where it all turns into like numbers and, and weird letters. But it was like that, apart from they were symbols to me and I could go through them. And when I did, it made quite a rushing noise. And the first time that I passed through a door, I, it ended up shocking me that much. I jolted and woke back up in my body. Um, so my first astral experience, I didn't get very far. Didn't even get through the door. Um, but then the next time I thought, well, I'll test myself. I managed to get through a door. I got into my, um, my house and I thought, right, I need to see if this is real or not. So I went down to an underpass that was just down from my house, and under there was a mattress. And I don't usually walk down that way. I drive everywhere that I go. I thought, right, the next morning I'm going to walk down there and see if I can see if there's a mattress. And I went down there, and sure enough, there was a mattress exactly where I saw it in my astral experience. The astral world to me looked very similar to how it does now. However, some people, when they were walking around, they had perhaps their guardian angels with them or, or entities with them. And some people would have reptilian looking type creatures with them um, and they could see me these these silly these, these beings that were with them however the people couldn't um, also when you looked up into the sky there was almost crystallized um, patterns in the sky and it was quite bright even though it was dark um, the sky was very very colorful or at least it was to myself um, other people that I've spoken to that witnessed the astral um, describe it in all different ways they describe themselves in different ways as well. They said when they looked down at their own arm or whatever, they, they could change its form into whatever they wished. For me, I was still this sort of floating 360-degree view type eye. Um, I think everybody's astral experience is their own astral experience, and it tailors itself to themselves. Um, I'm not too sure whether it uses some of your mind to create some of the astral world. Very interesting, very interesting. Um, so... Um... 
I'm really interested in uh, your opinion on the shadow people and the connection with the reptilian race or that type of beings. What's the connection with that? And what are the types of reptilians you saw? Well, with shadow entities or the jinn, um, if you heard the saying, if you throw salt over your left shoulder, you're throwing salt into the eyes of the devil and you can remove negative thoughts and whatnot. I feel that we've always got one of these shadow entities trying to attach itself to us or trying to get a physical experience. They're non-physical creatures. They're trying to latch onto physical beings to share our physical experience. Um, Now, I feel that although these creatures are with us, um, we see them as black silhouettes um, through the normal eye. However, if you can open your third eye or through the astral, you see them for what they truly are. Some of them have this very reptilian type look about them. Some have feathers, but they're still very reptilian. Um, that's my thought on that. So they have two forms, one that you see with your normal eye or your waking eye, and uh, one that you see with your third eye. What are the different types of reptilians that, that you saw and what, what are their traits and attributes? Okay, so there's a reptilian that's got large wings. It's got quite a menacing grin, um, flat sort of face, and it hasn't got legs. It's got like a a long tail, a bit like uh, the story of Lamia. Call that one the winged serpent. Um, I I see that one sort of around uh, people that are in authority-type figures, but also guides or teachers. So teachers, priests, and they seem to be those that have got influence over people. And that shadow, that shadowy, that entity, if it's latched onto you, um, your body motions are a lot slower. They're um, more relaxed, more gentle. And the um, eyes, every now and again, if you blink, can go slitted as you open your eyes again. Excuse me. Then there's the trickster which I see around offices or business leaders. You usually see their gestures are more about the hands and bringing people in. They would link their fingers together or they would do a lot of NLP in a way, neuro linguistic programming, probably without even realizing that they're doing it. And their eyes would be a lot beadier and smaller. Think of like the Bush family, for example, um, George Bush. And some of the royals over here in England, like Prince Charles, people like that. I see them having uh, this entity linked to them, the trickster. And then there's the brute, which is a lot more like a grunt. And I think that one's linked to the smaller, bulbous, grey sort of shadow entities. And they're a lot more common. Um, and yeah, they can just make you feel like you you deserve things. You're entitled. You can just take it. And and then there's another that you see a lot less of, which is more of a Chinesey type dragon looking thing. And it looks like a dragon. It's got a longer snout and it's got sort of winged or gilled sort of ears, if you like. Um, but yeah, that one I'm not, I don't know too much about, but yeah, I'd say that one's probably more of a regal sort of figure in their society. 